What's up, perverts? I'm sure you know by now that this podcast is so much more than just an audio podcast. It is a show on full screen that you can see with your eyes if you go to fullscreen.com slash ATT to get a year of full screen at no extra cost if you're an eligible AT&T wireless customer. Can you believe it? Believe it, because it's true. I won't lie to you. I'm not one of those. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep with me, your host, Grace Helbig. Today we are celebrating Jack and I's birthdays and self-improvement month and the funny, the tall, the um, gassy comedian Nick Thune joins us. It's a time. Y'all ready for this? Who is that? Is that CNC Music Factory? No, I think it was... Um... Yeah, them. Oh. They're great. I know the name, but I can't think of it. Okay. Well, great <laughs> way to start this episode. This is a great conversation. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's CNC Music Factory because that song was like very quintessential to my childhood. Okay. I meant I. It was definitely part of the Jock Jam oeuvre, which I know you are a huge fan. Oh, yeah. I think <laughs> I'm like, I'd, I'd, I might be the only person left in the universe who describes her music tastes as Jock Jams. Yeah. It's funny how even, you know, now it's. That, that music's now, what, 20 years old? And you still love it. I still love it. It holds <laughs> up. It pumps me up. It's great. That's what music's there for, to make you feel things. Do you know uh, who let the dogs out? No one will ever know. <laughs> it's the greatest philosophical question of our uh, our time. Um, and speaking of times, today's a time. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's happening. Welcome to another episode of Not Too Deep. This episode, we are celebrating because uh, next week, I guess, is mm-hmm. Jack and I's birthday. Yeah. We um, not only are both from New Jersey, but we have back-to-back birthdays. Mine's September 27th. Jack's is the 28th. That's and correct. And so we've never really celebrated our birthdays on an episode of Not Too Deep before. I know. This is a, a great opportunity to celebrate our birthdays on camera with gifts that the staff of Full Screen bought for each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is the weirdest, most narcissistic birthday <laughs> celebration I've ever um, voluntarily participated in. Yeah. So yay. Well, we thought we would talk a little bit about birthdays and then give each other gifts. Sounds excellent. Um, I'm wearing a stupid hat. Do you, I wouldn't say it's stupid. Your hat's actually kind of cool. Great for those of you listening. Grace is wearing like a trucker hat yeah. that says, it's my fucking birthday. Yeah. In like multicolored like candle letters. Yeah. It's pretty rad actually. It's very festive. I feel like um, a college DJ. I'm wearing what could only be described as um, a Sunday best. You're wearing a top hat that looks like- A birthday cake? A birthday cake with, with candles With on grotesque- top. Finger like, like demon finger like candles. It's very Medusa. It's very Medusa. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Don't stare directly at me, otherwise you'll turn into a birthday cake. Hey, so cute. So funfetti. So it's very festive already. Um, Jack, what was your best birthday? Oh man, my most memorable birthday. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Was probably my twenty first birthday. Because I got so drunk, I don't remember it at all. So maybe it was, maybe it was my least memorable birthday. Ooh, wait, where did, where did you go for your 21st birthday? I went to a bar called The Raven in <laughs> New York City, which no longer exists. Okay. Uh, and uh, yeah, and then I all my friends from New Jersey came up, which is never a good idea. When all of your friends, from, when the bridge and tunnel crowd mm-hmm. gets into The Raven, anything can happen. Anything, anything and, and it did. And uh, I found out later that their entire goal was to get me to throw up. Well, that, yeah, those are good friends. That's what good friends should do. Um, What about you? What was your most memorable birthday or least memorable? My most or least memorable birthday? Um, I remember I don't like throwing birthday parties for myself. I get very, like, nervous about it, anxious, and, like, the idea of, like, all the attention. So in New York one time, Mamrie said um, she knows I get nervous, so she'll throw my birthday party for me Mm -hmm. at a bar that was in Brooklyn. I forget what the bar's name is. Um, but she, so I was like, okay, great. And like a bunch of like comedy friends came and she was like, but beforehand we met up to have a drink before. And she's like, I got you a gift though. And she got me, um, a green screen, one of those fold up green screens that folds up to a big circle. Uh Um, but she wrapped it 
And then uh, on the outside of it had it, what did it say? It said uh, diaphragm or something, just in big letters. So it looked like I was holding this just comically sized diaphragm all around Brooklyn on my way home. But it was really thoughtful. Um, and then I got, yeah, pretty obliterated. Nice. And don't, yeah, the, the rest of the night's hazy. But I do vaguely remember like tripping over this green screen thing, trying to get it home afterwards, which was super fun. Yeah, that's the best kind of birthday gift. The one that's awkward to carry home at the end of the night. Oh, yeah. It's a conversation <laughs> starter. And speaking of gifts, we got each other gifts. Yes, we did. Yay. Everyone loves listening and watching other people give each other gifts. Agreed. <laughs> um, okay, Jack, I'll give you your gift first. Oh, boy. This is, I think, there's a lot of thought and love behind this gift. So here, happy birthday. Thank you so much. It's so beautifully wrapped. Thank you, Grace, for buying me this gift and wrapping it yourself. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm very good at both of those things. Okay, so a little bit of ASMR. ASMR, yeah. yeah. Appease all the audiences. Ooh. Um, it's Ooh. a it's a box uh-huh. with a big gold O. On, oh, <laughs> what is That's it? Fun. It is a selfie ring light. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it is. Look at that little thing. Oh, it's so cute. It's so cute. It fits on your iPhone, and now you can take selfies without having to be outdoors for them. That's fabulous. Thank you, Grace. Uh, if you guys don't know and you don't follow Jack Ferry on Instagram, he is he's really mastering the selfie game. Thank you. And now you can master it on the go anywhere you go with this ring light. Well, that's really sweet. That's Thank fun. you. You're welcome. That's really nice. Um, here comes your gift. Oh, God. I might need two hands. Uh-oh. Oh, boy. Here it comes. This oh. is... Ooh, what a beautiful blush-colored bag. Thank you. I picked it out myself. Oh, it's very heavy. Okay. Yep, there we go. Let's see. Oh, my God. (laughs) This is the greatest gift (laughs) that a woman of my stature. It's a... um, a, I mean... (laughs) Creating like a baby. (laughs) The theme of people giving me comically large things... Continues in my life. It's a big ass bottle of Belvedere. <laughs> yep. This is amazing. Thank you, Jack, aka Full Screen, for this <laughs> You're welcome. wonderful gift of mother's milk. I told her. I told them to get the biggest one they could find. <laughs> and there, you know, I've owned. I've had this before. This <laughs> that size. Exact gift. Yeah, and it's oh fun. My. It's really fun. Thank you, guys. Well, birthdays. Yay, we're getting older. Yay, and the gifts get bigger. I, ha- I have to take this hat you off. You could take. It's I can so, tell you're so bothered by it's it. It's just. It's like squeezing my head. Oh, okay. It's crazy. As I told Jack, out of all the episodes, the hat with the candles on it is the one that has pushed you over the edge of what you think you look dumb in. Yeah, I can wear a hot dog costume all uh-huh. damn day and a shark costume <laughs> and all white. Yeah, and uh, top hats, and but not a cake hat. It's always good. We learn about each other's boundaries. Yeah, well, you know, you got to know what your limits are in life. True, but... That would be my advice if I were a guru. Whoa, segue. Segue. Um, Not only is September our birthday month, but we found out that September is also self-improvement month because that people decided it was. Yeah, we were talking about this off camera. Who decides where all these months come from? Mm -mm. No one knows. It's impossible to know. Where's the committee? How can I join? I would love to be a member of that committee. Yeah. Just to hear the arguments. No, damn it. Self-improvement month should be in July. Yeah. Not in January when everyone's making resolutions already. (laughs) I know. It doesn't make sense. It's ridiculous. Or or at the very least December because then the New Year's resolutions are coming up. I don't know. It's weird. But also maybe it's on like the cycle of education, school, starting, that sort of thing. Oh, I see. Fresh start, September. Eh, Who knows? Let's just go with it. But it caused us to think about uh, the concept of if Jack and I were motivational speakers. Yes. Or gurus. Yes. As you say. Well, I would be a guru. What's the difference? I think a guru has got sort of like a semi-religious kind of connotation to it. Oh, you want to be a god. Well, no, not so much a god. More of like a religious leader. Okay, so like a god. Sort of, but more like a leader. Like, you know, like we worship. Like a Jesus. Yeah, more like a Jesus. (laughs) More like a messiah. Okay, okay. (laughs) I see, I see. I do think that like if we were going to start a religion now, 21st century religions, Mm -hmm. I feel like um, maybe maybe doing like an open sourced religion. What? Crowdsource? Yeah. No, open source. What does that mean? Like you believe anything you want. <laughs> All right. I mean, yeah. fair. That's you know? totally fair. That sounds like, um, I mean, maybe we just did it. Yeah. Yeah. We just started our own religion. We did it. Uh, Very accommodating. We don't hate other groups because you can believe whatever you want. Hey, to each their own. Have mm-hmm. you ever been to a motivational speaking event or in any sort of like um, life coach classes or anything? I mean, I, I did. We did have like a um, 
like a motivational speaker uh, come to our middle school okay. <laughs> once to like sure. to talk about um, you know self esteem. I think was was got the it. was the theme. But that's as close as I've got. Like I've never been to any like a like Tony Robbins seminar or anything like that. Yeah, I've been and and it is a spectacle for the senses. Yeah. It was uh see I wouldn't I would. I think I would want to go again because I went in very sarcastic minded of mm. like, cause I used to work with, with life coaches when I first moved to New York city. Oh really? Yeah. My roommate, Michelle and I, um, would film some stuff for a bunch of life coaches and oh. that's how Michelle became a, life, a coach life coach herself. Yeah. Um, and then I sort of was like, eh, I'm not super into this, you know, God bless you guys. And like, good luck with all of this. But like, to me, it's a little bit of bullshit. Sure. Um, and then I went to the Tony Robbins event over the course of a weekend thinking this is going to be total bullshit. And then was like totally wowed by the end of it. Oh, really? But they just, it's so intense for so long every day. You go into mm -hmm. this room with like 3,000 other people and you don't know when you're done. Like you can come and go as you please. It's like entirely up to you. Uh -huh. But to get the most out of it, like you should stay. Right. And so we were there one night till like 1 a.m., which was crazy. And Wait. we started at like 10 a.m. And he was talking the whole time? He talks almost the whole time. He brings out different people here and there. But Whoa. his stamina is unreal. He'll leave the stage. Like, I have no idea when he pees. I have no idea when he eats. It's insane. Wow. And, like, he even says beforehand, he's, like, all about pushing the boundaries of how far you think you can go uh -huh. is, like, his whole MO. So that's, like, why he's, like, bring food with you. But he, like, would believe, like, don't eat a big lunch because then you'll get tired and we need your stamina to, like, last throughout the day. Whoa. But the craziest thing is that you think, okay, he's just going to be a motivational speaker. But then he creates this entire stage show. They have cutaways to, like, video clips that are funny, like, music cues, like, they have an entire it's a it's a variety show wow. that you're watching while he's like helping these specific people. Um, and then we got to meet him and he is a giant man like this bottle of Belvedere would uh -huh. look like a thimble next to him. <laughs> he is so big and his hands wow. are so big that it's like looking at it like a god like what you're just different. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. I, I want to know what he's like on a shitty day. I don't want to know what he's like on a shitty day. He's a he's a big personality, a lot of energy. Oh, so much energy. It's insane. Um, and he just goes and goes and goes. And then at one point, he sprays the crowd with um, water guns and stuff. And it's like— Just to pep them up? Yeah. He, he does all these, like, different things, these different cues. And it's like you feel like you're at a concert, but you're just watching no singing. And also, um, Pitbull performed because Pitbull is a huge student of Tony Robbins. Is that true? I swear to God. So, yeah. did, so did Pitbull look like— um, a, a tiny little man. Yeah, next he looked to him. like a little boy next to uh, Tony Robbins, which was so insane. And he came out and he sang and he talked about how much Tony has helped him. But like Tony's advised like Bill Clinton and like people like that. Yeah. Like he's insane. Yeah, I think Chester talented. was telling me about a Tony Robbins event that he went to, and like he, apparently you get like paired off at a certain point. Yeah, yeah, he got paired off with the um, with, like the Treasury Secretary no, or the something, Surgeon General. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and he wanted to quit smoking at the time, and he had no idea that he had been talking to the Surgeon General about quitting smoking. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, 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 wait. Chester said, I want to quit smoking. That's my goal to yeah. the Surgeon General Without of the United States. Without knowing that it was the Surgeon General. Ah, that's so fucking yeah. funny. It was so weird. All of it was so weird. But wow. um, yeah, I was, we walked on hot coals the first night. Whoa, really? Yeah, we all walked on hot coals. That's why the- uh, Did it burn your feet? Um, everyone blistered a little bit. Yeah, we all talked Eesh. about it afterwards. We were like, you got blisters? I got blisters. But nothing like terrible. Right. Uh, but Melissa Etheridge is like a huge Tony Robbins fan. Whoa, really? And that's why her song, I'd Walk Across Hot Fire for You, like there's a lyric in it about her at a Tony Robbins event. Wow. Yeah. So there's some fun facts for you guys. Anyway. Wow. If we were the Tony Robbins of our world, uh -huh. what would your motto or catchphrase be? Um... I think I would build a platform on um, getting people to, like, join my group. Okay. Um, and then I would do a tiered system. So where, a pyramid scheme. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the more people that you get to join, like, the, the higher status you would get. Okay. And I'd make it very competitive and, like, and like you know, so give like, people ranks and things. That's not a motto or a catchphrase. Oh, what would be my motto or catchphrase? Mm-hmm. Bring your friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> what would yours be? Mine would be, why not? There you go. Yeah, why not? I mean, what, do you have like a sort of motivating, because um, I actually do, like all, yeah. kid, all kidding aside, I do have like a, I try to pick a, this is going to sound really corny, but I do try to pick a theme for at every new year 
I try like to, what you want to work on. Just like this is the thing that I'm going to keep in mind as I work towards That's things. Smart. Um, so this year I decided was um, I was going to embrace failure. Oh, that's nice. Because How's I th- that going? I think it's going well. I think it's one of those things where- I, God damn it. I wish you were wearing that fucking hat while you were saying that. <laughs> Just so you're going to look really yeah. stupid as I'm talking really seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, not to get too deep on it, but like it was one of the things I was, I was um, like a revelation that I had because I've been doing a lot of like uh, working out in the last like year and a half. Yeah. And um, one of the things that I've learned is like if you're doing an exercise to the point of failure, that means you're- you're, you're, you're taking your body the other most limit and you're getting the most out of your workout. Yeah. And I feel like you can apply that to a lot of things in your life. Cause if, if, for instance, like if you're like writing a television show yeah. or a movie, let's say, if you're not sort of trying to be like audaciously original in a way that like, this could be laughably bad. Yeah. You're never going to create something that isn't you know, you're never going to go outside your safe zone. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So in a way, it's sort of like you have to embrace the possibility of failure. You, enforce, you have to almost strive towards failure. Like, I'm probably not going to be able to pull this off. Yeah. But I'm going to set the bar so high just to see how high I can jump. And so that's been kind of like the— You just gave a motivational speech for I, free. What? To everyone out there. How geez, dare you? Jeez Louise. Don't give that wisdom away for free. It's not free. You have to subscribe <laughs> to Full Screen or our podcast. Yeah, and then bring three of your friends. <laughs> yes, and then if they bring three of their friends, and three, we'll all get rich. You'll guys. get a mug. <laughs> um, I, no, that makes a lot of sense. I got to give the commencement speech at Ramapo, the college that I went to a couple cool. years ago, and of course, in my my world, I waited till like the night before to write the speech, mm-hmm. and uh, but Appropriate. yeah, it's, I am motivated by panic. <laughs> right. And is that your catchphrase? Yeah, motivation through panic. <laughs> <laughs> I put that on a poster with a cat that just looks really scared. Um, the and then I structured the whole speech around this um, improv um, philosophy: follow your fear. Which I think is oh, okay. really similar to that. Yeah, that's it like is. If you're afraid of something, that means that you care about it in some way. Yeah. And so follow that and see where it goes. Sure. Um, it might, you might fail, but your reaction to failure is like the way that you grow. That's a great message. Yeah. So now, I mean, I know we got rid of the segment too deep, but I feel like we just resurrected a it for bit. a brief moment here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, our other questions were what were some pieces of wisdom you'd dispense from the stage, but I think we um, kind of covered that. What oh, would you charge? Okay. So I, that's easy. I would charge a thousand dollars a person. Okay. For what service? Uh, you know, for my, my multi-day open sourced religion seminar. Okay. Um, where you're going to become a better person. Okay. Um, but if you get 10 of your friends to come, um, then you get a hundred dollars back. And if they get 10 of their friends to come, then you make even more money. Whoa. So this really is a pyramid scheme that I'm trying to I feel like I I can make a lot of money in this guru game. Let's talk offline about this. Okay, cool. Because I think we can have some um, derivative revenue streams happening for us. I think you're right. By the way, my LLC is um, formed in the Caymans, so you can't sue me. (laughs) Uh, Just FYI. (laughs) I would have an online Skyped-in seminar because I don't want to be around people oh, very sure. often mm-hmm. um, in that capacity, especially if someone's like crying or telling a really like. Would they be able to talk to you? Or yeah, they could just, talk. It would be it. like small sessions um, and it would, it would cost, I, um, I don't know the price yet. I would mm-hmm. start with, um, hmm. I would start, I would do one session where I say, you guys pay me whatever you think is appropriate. Oh. And then from there, yeah. I figure out that, that's not the way to do it. And then it's $1,000 each. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Where would you have it? I'd be in my house. I'd be on Skype. Oh, okay. It'd be like a Google Hangout. Okay, got it. Yeah. Mine would be uh, Sandals Resort. Oh, mm-hmm. where? <laughs> Jamaica? Is that uh, where Sandals oh, is? Oh, sure. They're know. everywhere, but that sounds great. great. People would go to that. Yeah, right? And then afterwards, you can go on that fun slide that they show in the commercials. Have you ever been? No. Oh. <laughs> well, I mean, looks like you're going to be there soon. Yeah, making lots of money. Yeah. Um, but also bringing religion to the people. Very yeah, important. that's what everyone wants is religion shoved uh-huh. in their face. <laughs> Hey, listen, believe what you want. That's my message. (laughs) Yeah, believe what you want. And I believe that after this quick break, we have a hilarious and super, super talented guest ahead. I'm so excited. Nick Thune is here. He's one of my favorite comedians. I'm really excited to have him here. He's super, super funny. He just had a movie um, come out uh, that sounds really interesting. So we're going to talk to him all about that and about he's a dad, too. I know. Isn't that crazy? It is crazy. He wears so many hats. Maybe he'll wear that K cat. Maybe. We'll be right back with Nick Thune on Not Too Deep after this. 
Well, Grace, I am very happy to let you know that our good buddies, ZipRecruiter, are back sponsoring today's episode oh, of hooray. Not Too Deep. How lovely. It is lovely. And guys, uh, if you haven't heard of ZipRecruiter, they are... Well, let me just ask you this question, okay? Mm-hmm. Are you hiring? Mm. Do you know where to post your job to honestly, find the best candidates? Honestly, no idea. Right, because finding great talent can be very tough. Or conversely, if you're looking for a job... Do you know where to look? Well, thankfully, with ZipRecruiter, you can post your job to 100-plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology will efficiently match the right people to your job better than anyone else. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. That's and amazing. It is amazing because, in fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within just 24 hours. Unbelievable. So four out of five, they post it, and within a day, they get somebody who could do the, the gig. That's pretty amazing. Great odds. There's no juggling emails or calls to your office. You can simply screen, rate, and manage your candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's easy-to-use dashboard. Mm. Now, you can find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidates with immediate results. Right now, listeners to this very podcast can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. Whoa. That's right. For free. Amazing. So there's really no reason why you shouldn't be trying it. You have nothing to lose, not even money. You've got nothing to lose. Just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash grace. That's ZipRecruiter.com dot com slash g-r-a-c-e and one more time to try it for free go to zip dot com slash grace no, no, not too deep you know grace what jack i am a busy guy yeah you're telling me and there are times when i'm out and about and i just don't have time for like a full meal oh what do you do well when that happens i like to have a protein bar oh, okay but here's the thing most of those protein bars are basically like eating candy bars. True. Well, that's why I'm very excited to talk about today's sponsor, RX Bar. Ooh, I don't know this. They are whole food protein bars with made with just a few simple, clean ingredients, which all serve a purpose. Egg whites are protein, dates to bind, nuts for texture. And in the interest of full transparency, all of the core ingredients are labeled right on the front of the package No BS. They're perfect for breakfast on the go, a snack at the office, to throw in your bag for a bike ride, a hike, traveling, anything. And like I said, I'm a busy dude and I don't always have time to eat a full meal. So these are nice just to like kind of have them in the bag. And they're something that you can can eat and know that you're getting your nutrients without having to worry about, you know, eating a bunch of garbage. True. And I got to say, I have tried a variety box of these RX bars and uh, they're actually delicious. Oh. Like you would think that something that's kind of good for you maybe won't taste very good and they're really really good they've got 11 different flavor varieties what a variety all of which are gluten-free soy-free dairy-free which is very important for you and me yep and free of all added sugar artificial colors flavors preservatives and fillers you can actually taste the cocoa the real fruit and the spices, like sea salt. Like, they put sea salt in some of them. That sounds amazing. It's really delicious. So free. Whether you like sweet or savory, chocolate or fruit, there's probably an RX bar for you. Like I said, there's a, a, a bunch of varieties, and they're really, really good. Um, and I just think it's one of those things that it's it's just good to have in your bag. Because, yeah. you know, you're just like, especially if you're, like, between meals and you don't want to, like, show up at the restaurant having skipped lunch. And now it's time for dinner and you're starving and you're like, just bring me the entire menu. Mm-hmm. If you have one of these, you know, you can maybe stave it off and actually have a sensible dinner. Ooh. Now, here's the thing, guys. Don't just take my word for it. If you want to try it, RX Bar, do yourself a favor and get 25% off your first order by going to rxbar.com grace and enter promo code grace at checkout. All right. It's very important. It's RX Bar. So that's R xbar.com slash grace g-r-a-c-e and enter promo code grace g-r-a-c-e at checkout for 25% off your first order try it you won't regret it they're delicious are you comfortable Nick? I'm getting there 
<laughs> I know. When you're a tall person on it's, this set, there's a lot of like obstacles. Well, also I find that sometimes when I do something like this, like I, I initially sit down and what which way I think looks cool. And then you realize you're And then you start to realize you never sit that way. That's no. not how you sit. That's no. not who you are. And, that, and that's why we try and turn the monitors off so yeah. people don't have to look at themselves. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, because yeah. otherwise Jack and I just stare at our own reflections the entire time. Which is <laughs> I used to work at the Boys and Girls Club for like six years, and I would drive kids in this van all the time. And I remember one time this one girl was like, stop looking at yourself in the rearview mirror. <laughs> <laughs> like a 14-year-old girl. I was like, hey, Julie, shut your mouth. <laughs> what a creep. What a creep. <laughs> And with that, Nick Thune is here, everyone. This is so exciting. Um, Thank you for being here. Thank you for making time to come. Thanks for having me. Of course. You had a movie just come out. I did. Dave Made a Maze. Dave Made a Maze. Tell us about it. It is a $2 billion blockbuster movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's you and The Rock. It's... It's uh, it's this really cool small movie that we made in Glendale over three weeks. Yeah, the premise is a man that builds a cardboard maze in his own home. Yeah, his girlfriend goes out of town for a conference for the weekend, mm-hmm. and he is a struggling artist that's never really completed anything. And he starts building this cardboard maze, and when she gets home, he is lost in this huge labyrinth that you— if you watch the trailer, you'll see how big it gets. Yeah, it gets yeah. really big, and then his friends have to come in and get him, and people die. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. This sounds like just the story cool. of life. Yeah, but there's like no blood. It's like red confetti. Like it's like a Michelle Gondry meets, yeah. like, I don't even know. Because it's all like practical effects. And people love it is. There's, I think, two that aren't. Cool. And, and yeah, like won the Audience Award at Slamdance and a whole bunch of other festivals in Europe. And That's here. awesome. Yeah. How, when did you guys shoot it? It's like two years ago. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. So this has been a long time coming in. Yeah, been a long time. And the cast is great. Um, the director, William Watterson or Bill Watterson, um, first time director. And now he's like got a ton of buzz and That's yeah, it's awesome. cool. It's like you make, you know, I've made probably 15 indie films and this is the only one that's got like this and it's but, like yeah. pretty cool. But that must, I mean, it must feel satisfying finally because you never know. You like you work on, that's why movies to me are yeah. so insane as someone that works on the internet and just like generates content when you work on something for so long and then you're like. So many people were involved and so much time was put in and then you put it out and you're like, well, okay, what's next? Yeah. And you get, you forget about it. Yeah. Because I had like four looming projects and then one day I get a a text from the director. He's like, hey, we got into slam dance. I'm like, oh, I forgot this was even a thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Which actually another movie coming out with Noel Wells called Mr. Roosevelt. Yeah. You guys were at South October. by for that. Yeah. How'd that go? Won the audience award at South by. That's awesome. And then wow. When does that one come out? So many awards, Nick. Uh, October. <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I kind of shot all these movies around the same time, and then they all kind of came out at the same time. That's fun. That's like um, you forget that you put, like, a birthday cake in your freezer. And yeah. And you find it. You're like, I'm past me was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> God, I used to make great choices. Yeah, well, you're telling us you bought uh, your wife and kid are out of town, so you got chicken and mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese last night. Yeah, fried chicken. Celebratory. Yeah, I got enough for a whole family, so. Um, <laughs> yeah. That happens to me all the time. I wanted, it to fe- I wanted to feel like they were there with me. You so know? you're just being your character from this film. Yeah, and lunch, you know, today when I get back will be that. There you go. Yeah, although we don't have a mic. We had just moved into a new house. I don't have. A microwave yet. Um, I haven't done any laundry, so I'm wearing my own merch. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Your new album, Good Guy. I actually had to buy this off myself. <laughs> Where do you, okay. No exceptions. Where do you sell this merch? On uh, nickthune.com. Oh, you sell it yourself? Yeah, and it's just like, I don't know, it's like a high fashion t shirt that the bass player from the Cold War Kids made. It's not a big deal. <laughs> Very casual. Very yeah. casual. Um, yeah, your album came out on CISO. Which is done. Which is done. So now what happens? Well, the album is out. Like, people can listen on Spotify. Okay. Which I will say, I, I listen to stuff on Spotify. Uh-huh. But if I like it, I buy it. So if you like my stuff, whatever camera I have to look and do, don't be, <laughs> don't be cheap. Buy it. That's all, that's all I have. Support the arts. It's the only thing I have. And these t-shirts. And, uh, yeah, you can buy it on iTunes and stuff. But we, we're getting it back. Oh, okay. Those, yeah, and it's going to be somewhere else. Okay. Yeah. The video version of the yeah, album. Yeah, okay, yeah. Got it. Where did you um, film it? 
Um, we filmed it in Portland at the Star Theater. Oh, fun. In last October. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. Is that, what's your favorite? I mean, you travel constantly for shows. Mm -hmm. Do you have uh, a preferred area of the country or city that you love doing shows in? Well, there's certain cities that are known like exclusively like like Chicago, for instance, like mm -hmm. this is a great city to perform live in. Right. People cherish live performance there. And in some other cities, they don't as much. Um, I chose taping in Portland just because uh, last time I was there, my shows were good. And generally, if I walk down the street, a lot of people recognize me. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, you know? I like feeling good about myself. Yeah. yeah. And so you feel like, like, you know, I know that like in Chicago, Portland and Austin, any coffee shop I go into, at least three baristas are going to Know who you are. Give me a wink. Yeah. Very cool. Where are the worst cities? So those cities? are the cities that you perform in where baristas <laughs> know your name. Yeah. I mean, that's the most hipster thing I've ever but, heard. But though, like, uh, you know, I get surprised and go to Des Moines or okay. Davenport, Iowa, and then you pack out a room and you're like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. You know? Where's the worst? Where's the worst? You know what? I, I was going to, I could have said a long time ago that I thought Florida was the worst. Okay. In general, not for comedy, <laughs> just in life. <laughs> and then I decided, like, I was talking to my agent a year ago and, or a year and a half ago. I was like, I want to do a, a really odd tour, like uh -huh. something that nobody would do. Um, because I one time went to Alaska and people were so, like, usually you get done with the show and people are like, oh, I like your album. I like this. But when you perform in Alaska, people are like, why did you come here? Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. No one comes thank you. here. We want, thank you so much for sacrificing. Yeah, they're grateful. So I said, I want to do a tour of Florida in August. Just Florida. Just Florida. Five dates, five different cities in Florida. Okay. In the worst month to go to Florida. Oh God, yeah. And it was the exact same. Like people afterwards were like, I just, it doesn't make sense. Why, <laughs> why are you Why here? are you doing this? <laughs> why are you in Tallahassee in yeah. August? And I called it like the hottest hell tour and and it was fun, you know. And that's cool. I I what I'm finding at, at this point in my career, which is not really that high of a point, <laughs> um, <laughs> that if I if I do a tour and promote it right, the people that like me are gonna come. Mm -hmm. Like doing rock clubs. So when I go to these smaller cities, you do a rock club and then the right audience kind of shows up because right. there is this audience in these cities. But if you go and do comedy a comedy club and Somewhere Kentucky, yeah, it's going to be the worst in the world. Right, mm. right, right, like right. My fans aren't excited about two drink minimums and yeah. Well, just and, you start to know your audience, and you yeah. know your demographic, you know where your sweet spot is, yeah, and you cater to them, which makes sense. And you know, I I could be doing stadiums, but for me, doing the smaller rock clubs is just better for me personally. Yeah, I mean, people want to watch you because they want to watch you enjoying yourself. Yeah, and I could be at Madison Square Garden, you know. <laughs> And and I, I, I'm the one that makes a choice. Well, let's do it. Maybe a 500 seat rock club. Yeah, I you mean, know. And my agent's like, financially, you know. <laughs> He's a humble man. Yeah, like, and I just say, let's you're see. saying he would prefer you to sell out the garden. Yeah, and I'm just <laughs> what a to snake. Me, what a snake. <laughs> it sounds like too much work and press, and I don't know. I just rather you know not do anything. Of course, yeah. of course, you want to just go to this. You know, I mean, cities. it just reminds me of like I was gonna be in dry. I was gonna be the lead and drive mm, mm -hmm. and then they the car was too small and and i'm like well, you can get a bit bigger car and they said well we're just gonna go with gosling it's just easier car wise <laughs> he's more compact yeah and yeah, so and man. these are choices i make in my career mm -hmm. that, you know we all make choices and it's led us to this moment right here today so clearly we've all made you know some yeah, so, interesting choices so, it's so. all about choices really <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well i had i had to like tape an audition the other day and oh god and i had my acting coach i hate doing that generally but yeah it, you can also control it and do it as many times yeah. as you want. So that's nice. And uh, they wanted me to slate my height. Really? And so I said, you know, Nick Thune, 6'4". And he turned the camera off. He goes, you're 6'2". And really? Goes, what are you saying? He goes, you're 6'2". Just say that. Yeah. He's like, you can't say you're 6'4". No, that's... I. <laughs> that's too tall. That, I'm like, oh. that makes sense. I have the same issue because I'm 5'9". But as a female, most male actors are like... Yeah, five they're nine. Tiny. Mm -hmm. They're little itty bitty babies. And when I used to go in for commercial auditions all the time in New York, and it'd be like for Tide or something, they pair you up in the lobby. I'd always get paired up at, like the couple that's like doing laundry together with a kid that's like six inches shorter than me. And I'm like, well, I'm fucked. This does not look like a couple that people would put on a commercial. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's why you and I should work together. Yeah, we could finally be honest. We could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have to lie. No one would eat an apple box. We'd be fine. I'm, I'm gonna do a war, quick wardrobe. Okay, a wardrobe change. 
Perfect. Yeah. This is just by the end of the episode. Now they can really see that merch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nickthune.com. Oh. For all your merch needs. This arm went a little too far. This arm almost got like a guy was like pulling my arm. Do you need help? Me, like, <laughs> I'm going to hold the sleeve. <laughs> yeah, you seem to be okay now. Let's get the whole crew in. How uh, do you, yeah. Come on, guys. Get over here. It's a family affair. How do you fly in planes? Yeah, that must be very uncomfortable. I'm a real pro. Okay. What's um, your game plan? Well, first of all, travel-wise, I really pride myself in the way that I do it, baggage-wise. And uh-huh. I never check a bag, no matter how long I'm gone. I've only recently gotten into that game. Yeah, I mean, you just have to. It's a hassle. Yeah. But I, I generally, you know, will fly with legroom. Okay. You get that extra legroom. Yeah, yeah. Either get extra or get bumped up to first class, which is not like... Oh. I don't generally ever buy a first class ticket, but mm-hmm. with when you travel as much, you get miles. and Right, right, right. So you, nice. you just do adult good things that you should do when you travel, which you, I yeah. don't. You're saying I'm you're like, playing ahead? Yeah, well, you don't miss the flight. Here's here's the type you of you don't fall asleep next to your gate and miss your flight, and then try to casually walk onto the next one, and they say, "No, ma'am, your Where'd flight you left do that? JFK." And I, in Austin, and in Austin, I've done it a bunch of times. I did that one time in Montreal. Oh, really? I was sitting in the closest chair to yeah. the thing, and they knew that I was doing it. They, yeah, no one helps. Yeah, they don't you. wake you up. Why? It, that's the worst Why? part. It's because they oversell the flights. Like, listen, uh, I, yes, I was drinking till seven in the fucking morning. Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. I'm still drunk right now and everyone can smell it. But get me on this tube. They, yeah, I fell asleep uh, directly next to the area where you line up because I was so proud of myself that I got to the airport because there's been many a time I don't get that far. And I got to the gate, then fell asleep, woke up, just saw people boarding a plane and got in line. And the woman went to scan my ticket. She's like, ma'am, your flight left two hours ago. And I was like, so it did. I just like walked (laughs) away. Oh, well, don't you know everything? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, I'm not going to Fort Worth. Oh, yeah. I left my purse in an airport. Like I've just walked onto the plane without my purse and like gone to pay for a drink on the plane and was like... Well, my bag is back in that airport. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, so I did that with my driver's license once. Oh, no. And I found that you can fly without a driver's license. Yeah, you can. It's just very difficult. Oh, yeah. I lost my um, – the night before a flight to Cannes, this was recent. Uh, I went to Medieval Times, and then I lost my wallet, uh, <laughs> which had my passport in it. And so it was a mm. scramble time to try and get a last-minute passport. But there are ways, if you Google, that you can travel – uh, you can definitely travel domestic without any identification. They just, they pull you aside. Like, you have to go up and be yeah. like, hey, I don't have a driver's license. Like, All right, go stand there. And then a guy comes over and like 15 minutes later, he's on the phone and he's like, what was your roommate's uh, name four years ago? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Chris. Wow. <laughs> All right. Really? And what kind of body style? <laughs> just, <laughs> just like, <really>? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I've had friends that have been able. <laughs> that's crazy. I know Mamrie's done this before because she lost a license and she just like opened her phone to Wikipedia. She's like, this is me. And like showed her own Wikipedia page oh, that's like crazy. to the people, and they were like, "Okay." And she'd had to show like a couple other things. I've done that with her Wikipedia page. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, you can me. edit Wikipedia yeah. in any club. This is true. This is true. This Just is upload true. your own photo. I'm Mamrie Hart. <laughs> Do you have a particular like worst travel experience? Um, you know, I okay. So one time I had um, taken a pill in the like. So I had sure. I was flying to Canada. And I got to the airport and didn't have my passport. My roommate at the time drove me there. Mm-hmm. And so he just committed. I'm driving back as, into Silver Lake from LAX. And oh, I'm my God. coming back with your passport. And so I had to go wait in a line to possibly get on the next flight. And I had taken a pill, um, a pain pill. Yeah. And I had not eaten any food. Oh, oh no. no. And so halfway in this line, I basically was lying on the ground. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I asked the person in line in front of me. This is... 10 years ago, I asked a person in line in front of me, could you get me a glass of water? (laughs) And the guy was just like, "Uh, no, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) This is like a guy laying on the ground, like pulling himself forward with the line. This homeless man, how is he going to get on the plane? I'm not helping him. (laughs) That's Excuse me, sir. Um, (laughs) Did your roommate get your- your Yeah, we got it. He made it. Yeah. And then I got some food in me and everything was fine. (laughs) But that's, I always think about those moments and then think about the people that work at the airport, like the shit they must see constantly that they're so oh desensitized to at this point. And they don't believe anybody. No. I, I one time was having some drinks. I've had some great airport experiences mm-hmm. where, well, I'm going to, okay, this is my actual best travel experience ever. Okay. And it's touching. Okay. Ooh. I was flying out of upstate New York on a small flight connecting to Boston and then I forget where I was going, but 
I was sitting at the bulkhead, right? You know, the mm-hmm. first seats after first class. Yeah. Just two seats on, on each side. And this older woman, just impeccable, mm-hmm. like silk shirt with a, a very great ascot, like tucked into her shirt. Uh-huh. Just, you know, everything to a T. Very really, elegant. Really elegant. Sits next to me. And, and we, we don't talk. And as the plane kind of pulls out and as we start to rev up, I, you know, I've got my hand right here mm-hmm. and I feel a hand go on top of my hand and grab it like this. Aww. And I just didn't say anything. I just. Because <laughs> she was scared. We took off. And after we got in the air, she did like a double pump and said, thank you. And I said, that's okay. And she said, uh, my husband died two weeks ago and it's my first time traveling without him. Whoa. Whoa. And it was like the moment and then she was going to meet her daughter and they uh-huh. they live in Boston and she was going to go stay with them for a while or whatever. Whoa. But it was like, oh, that's what something if- I'll never forget. Yeah. I have like I remember the other day I was going through like an old journal and it was like woman in silk shirt from Syracuse <laughs> life changing. Whoa. <laughs> you know, like and then you found out that there was no one in that seat the whole time. <laughs> oh, oh I got to I got to check those flight records. Yeah. Did you uh, did you have to – so that was the start of the flight. And mm-hmm. then how long was the rest of the flight? Short flight. Oh, okay. We didn't really talk. Oh, okay. Because yeah. I was like, what do you, where do you go from there with I've, conversation? Yeah, I'm really good at shutting down convos in oh, a plane. That's – yeah. I try to put headphones in immediately to give off the, like, nonverbal cue that I'm not here to have conversations. But it, uh, it doesn't stop people. No, they start talking. You're like, I, this. I'm gonna literally pull this off twice. Yeah. Okay. So if this is the one that you want to use it for, yeah. is it important? Oh, you want to wait for another one? All right. The, um, <laughs> I was editing a video on a flight once, and a man like tapped me on the shoulder and was like, "What are you doing?" And I was like, <laughs> I was "Oh like, man." Um, You're like, I'm actually gonna go on Amazon and get screen guards right now, yeah. so that no one will ever see it. He wouldn't again. stop. It blew my mind how uh, like unaware, and I'm so not gonna be. Like, I can't have a conversation with you. I need to do this. This woman sat next to me um, recently, and her and her husband, she sat down in the middle seat, and I was in the window. I'm usually an aisle guy. Yeah. And she sat down. As she sat down, she goes, hi, I'm Jill. What's your name? No, and no, I was no, like, no, 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 no. Red flag, red flag. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not here to make friends. Yeah. I'm the worst reality TV show member of all time. And then she pulled out a um, homemade sandwich. Oh. oh, she's one of those. She's a specific yeah. well, breed. I, so I had this other experience that my friend Nate Bargetzi, who's a really funny comedian, says that this defines secretly who Nick Thune is. Okay. Because people assume that I'm just a very laid back guy, which I can be very laid back. But um, I used to travel with a guitar a lot. And basically when you're traveling with a guitar, the second you get into the airport, yeah. everyone is trying to tell you that you can't take it on the plane. <laughs> Every single person. They're like, oh, we'll check it in, but you, they're not going to let you on the plane with it. And I'm like, well, I think I fucking know more than you, actually. But yeah, yeah. But basically, everyone until the people on the plane. Right. When you get on the plane, they're like, yeah, there's room. Yeah. Or we'll put it in the closet. Sure. But like to the gate people where I had to like fake put on a gate tag. Oh, God. Where like, and then one time a woman came in and like said like, I told you to gate check it. And I was like, yeah, but they said it was fine. <laughs> and she goes, but you disobeyed me. And I said, yeah, because you're kind of not the last call. <laughs> But this one time, because I've had my guitar broken before, so I'm not going to let these people that are unaware. But this one time I was like in a crabby mood and I was traveling with Nate. Uh And I've gotten really good at when I get on there saying like, okay, this bag goes there. It's Tetris. It's zero. It's okay for them. Yeah. And then my guitar will fit. But I always ask. Sure. And so there's this yellow bag and and this is going to really make me come off like a fucking asshole. Perfect. Uh. I always tell myself, don't tell these stories. But <laughs> I see this yellow bag and I was like, hey, who's is this anybody's yellow bag? And I asked like three times. And then mm-hmm. finally I was like, all right, well, directly across his room. So I just pick it up. And as I'm putting it on the other side, this woman goes, do not touch my bag. Oh, God. And I look down and it's this woman in the middle and she's probably in her 60s and she's with her husband. And her uh-huh. husband's kind of like, God damn <laughs> <laughs> and, and I go, oh, I'm so sorry, ma'am. I, I'd been asking whose bag this was, and I was just going to put it over here. Um, is that okay? Yeah. And she goes, absolutely not. <laughs> and then I wow. just left the bag on that side, and I go, sir, I think you and your wife need to have a conversation about how it's okay to talk to people. Whoa. And then he just kept looking down, and she was like. <laughs> wow. And Nate was like, 
you fucking just did that. And I was like, yeah, I couldn't help it, man. That, I mean, some people need- I love Why can't we all work together I on love this flight story. Yeah. to get I love it. all of our things together? Yeah. And then I walked back and Nate's like, yeah, it was just kind of an asshole thing to say to her. And I was like, yeah. Not necessarily. And then it's like, that's not one of the ones I'm going to tell my wife. <laughs> <laughs> no, she doesn't, need, she doesn't need to loving. ever know that I had done that. But well, now, she's an avid listener of the podcast, she will. so she'll yeah. know now. Um, we have a couple of fun games for you to play with us if you want yeah. to. But before that, um, I have questions that I ask every single guest that's on the podcast. And the first one is, who, alive or dead, would you most want to throw cold spaghetti at? Mm. This is something you just boiled maybe took it out kind of up for interpretation to everyone um you can kind of uh, take it as you as what what your method would be flotus flotus (gasps) oh yeah (laughs) actually just like a drive-by like <laughs> She'd just be like, and I want it in the pot. Like I don't want it. It's not like a fucking like. I'm just grabbing noodles in my hands, and some of them are falling out. Like I want to fucking. Yeah, and she just look yeah. at you and been like, I've been through so much already. Why? <laughs> Why this? I don't know. I just you're the one right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be like it wouldn't be violent. It would just no, be like no. confusing. <laughs> she actually, you know, and knowing her, which I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, she might actually like it. True. She might yeah. be like, this is the most affection I've felt. my husband's piss. <laughs> yeah. Yikes. But probably very God. true. Oh, paints a picture. Uh, the other question that I ask every guest is to tell us your worst pants shitting story or close call. But you can only use three words or three small phrases. So mine's college jogging front lawn. Okay. Let me figure out how to put this in. It really goes better as a full story. But let's just say... Boys and Girls Club van. <laughs> a lot has happened in this van. <laughs> Boys and Girls Club van. Skate park outing. No. Blamed it on an 11-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's wow. a role model. He's a role model. No follow-up questions. His name was Jeff, and he spelled it G-E-O-F-F. Oh, then he deserved he it. fucking had it. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they spell kids' names like that? I just remember someone goes, oh, it stinks. And then one of the other kids goes, Jeff. <laughs> And and I go, yeah, come on, Jeff. <laughs> oh, so you didn't Cut even to have- me having to ditch my boxer shorts in an outhouse bathroom outside a skate park. <laughs> oh, man. I mean. I walked into the skate park like, do you guys have a bathroom? Like, immediately, like no, they're under construction. There's an outhouse outside, though. Like, of course. Of so course. try, like, getting your pants off in an outhouse just to ditch a pair of boxers. While well, you're supposed to be watching a group of teenagers. I told the staff I'll be back. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Okay, well, um, we have some really fun Twitter questions for you now from some fans that um, they're specific. Um, so maybe you have some answers to these. This is from G Nat Inak. What qualifies you as a quote good guy? I need to know for science. Oh, she must be a scientist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell by her spelling. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I mean, I, I'd tell you, but I think you just should go to Spotify and listen to it and. And that would probably help you. Oh. What you listen to good guy on Spotify. Plug, plug, plug. Or and then mm-hmm. buy it. And then buy a t-shirt, nickfoon.com. But also I think it's just, you know, based off my body. Um, <laughs> 15 years ago. <laughs> that, that's a good answer. Solid mm-hmm. answer. Okay, I think we have another question. This is from Barely Abigail. What kind of beard is your favorite beard? And or what kind of maze is your favorite maze? Because you're a beard guy. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to be a beard guy for too long, though. Hmm, Getting tired of the beard? Yeah. It just really, it's, you know, it's hard to maintain. It's not flattering most (laughs) of the time. (laughs) This sounds like it's an entirely negative thing in your life right now. No, but my wife, anytime I shave, she's like, why? (laughs) I like that about you. Because. You, sir, Uh, and your wife should have better conversations about how to talk to people. (laughs) Uh... Favorite beard? I mean, I guess I have to go with Redbeard on um, okay. on Game of Thrones. I've really got a big man crush on him. Oh, no spoilers. Mm-hmm. I watched the finale. Yep, he's fine. Yeah, I only know like 50% of what's going on in that show at all times because I hard. joined late. That's it's hard. hard. Again, it's hard to track. Yeah. A lot of characters. That's again why I need to watch it. Like she's out of town, but I finished it without her, and which she has, she'll never know. We'll, we'll rewatch it. <laughs> <laughs> this is where acting comes in. Yeah. You have to play oh, suspense. The best. 
I'm sorry to go off subject here for a sec, but the best funniest, because I think I do believe my wife is funnier than me, but the funniest thing she ever said to me was, I hope that when you're in auditions, you act better than when you're trying to act like you didn't just fart. <laughs> I mean, you know, the, and the boys and girls come back. Because I honestly think I'm nailing it. Like, even, even though like a little bit inside, I'm like kind of getting a chuckle out of it. She's like, oh my God. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like my like, first reaction so is just natural. like, hey, why are you saying oh my God out of nowhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was a man who didn't just fart, what would my reaction to this be? <laughs> like I spent hours with my acting coach trying to work through that. <laughs> okay, so generally your first reaction is accusatory. What do yeah. I do? <laughs> Don't ever commit murder. We're working on games. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing. Um, I think we have one more question for you from Twitter. This is oh. from Ruben Garcia Iago. Who the fuck is Nick? Do you eat ass, brother? Well, if you knew who I was and you'd know that answer. <laughs> the perfect answer. This is why I love the internet so much. Because this man tweeted this at 10.30 a.m. Yeah. to you. Just very, very aggressively confused. I read that on the drive over here, actually. Yeah. And I, I had it and I thought, I don't want to. That's going to be embarrassing if I show up. And I haven't. <laughs> So the driver and I know each other a little better now. Perfect. <laughs> um, no follow-up questions there. Uh, now there's a bit we do called This is Curious, where I pick something that you've posted on social media that I'm just curious about that you might be able to give us more info on. And this That is- should have way more retweets, by the way. <laughs> well, it's a tweet. From um, April 13th, I was conceived on a waterbed, which probably explains my fear of drowning in my sleep while my parents are having sex. (laughs) So, Mm -hmm. this is curious. I just remember my parents always had a waterbed growing up. Like, that was— Oh, yeah. I remember it being like— Cool, rich people have water beds. That's all I Which knew Which we about weren't. <laughs> <laughs> but we had this water bed. And, and, and I just thought it And my dad, like, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they were doing on that thing. I could never. <laughs> but I also just found, I went to a high school friend's wedding. And these are guys that I just haven't really kept up with. Sure. But went to this wedding in Tahoe and, and found out from this, like, group of friends that all lived in my neighborhood that my mom was the hot mom. Oh, really? Which I was. She was a milk. I was just like, Ugh. And now I look back at pictures. I'm like, yeah, she's obviously, yeah, definitely hotter than all your moms. (laughs) Are you you telling me that my mom was hotter than Gloria? Yeah, no doubt. (laughs) And she had a waterbed? Oh, my God. Yeah, Gloria did tutor me in math, though, and I did appreciate that. All right. So some people appreciate brains over body, but not your friends. (laughs) (laughs) Also, I just remember growing up waterbeds being so cool, and then they seemingly have gone away. Yeah, because yeah, they're no one horrible one. for you. They, they, they can't be good. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I just remember being, when I first learned what a waterbed was, I was like, are you kidding me? That's like when I first learned you could put a slide inside your house if you wanted to. And I was like, <laughs> the, the impossible is possible. And uh, then they just seemingly went away. It's funny to bring up beds. I had a pretty in-depth bed combo this morning with Hilda, our housekeeper. Oh, Okay. Just like, Hilda, if you're going to, okay, and this is, you know, Uh it's not really making me that mad, but Uh if you're going to put the comforter into, what do they call the sleeve? The duvet? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You can't put it in horizontally. (laughs) Like, I can't have six inches of just duvet. (laughs) (laughs) And and like, we're... I think we're paying you for a fucking reason. <laughs> so, this is, uh, oh, you're having a Tuesday. It's a day. Oh yeah, it is. Uh, you put the fear of God in her now. That, mm. but I get your yeah. I got her three new customers this week, so I'm pretty sure she they, <laughs> she can handle our bed. Um, no one wants six inches of just floppy duvet. <laughs> and, no, and I'll say to my wife that like I'll be like Hilda did it wrong again. <laughs> Like, and this is like in the morning in bed and she's like, well, then you tell her. It's like, why, you're the one that talks to Hilda. Why do I have to be the bad guy coming in? Oh, that's so funny. Well, hopefully best of luck to you and the duvet in the future. I hope it works I, out for you guys. That's very nice of you. Um, we thought, because you talk about farts a lot, which I, the, farts are a very polarizing topic of conversation, especially in comedy. I think they're like the funniest thing in the universe. Um, and, uh, a lot of people don't, which I don't understand. But uh, I've done this video called the Fart Soundboard Challenge on my channel a couple of times because there is 
a soundboard that exists on the internet that's just a series of farts. And they're all called crazy things. (laughs) They all have very specific weird titles. And I thought we would play a game where Mel will play us a fart. It's called Fart Tales. And we... uh, Woo! Yeah. We don't have the licensing for that, so... Uh, we tried to I did to guess. a little off. Oh, thank God. The key has changed. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. That's a sound alike. Uh, Mel's going to play us a fart, and we have to each three say who we think farted this. Who would be the person that farted? Got it. This particular sounding fart. And it can be any person alive or dead? Any person. It can also be specific. It, when I played with Hannah Mamrie, it would be like a nun when she was going upside down on a roller coaster did this. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh. Uh, so. I like it. We just create the fart backstory. Great. So, Mel, if you'll play us our first fart. <laughs> Can I hear that one more little, time? Yeah, I like that little ender. <laughs> okay. Can I get the name of that fart just for reference? Oh, there's no names. Okay. I can tell you where that fart came from. Okay, who do you think farted that? That is basically... Like, actually, the fart that I had yesterday when, <laughs> when I got off a plane. Yeah. And it was just like rushing through a terminal to catch an Uber who was already waiting because I called him the second we landed. And it was just like an on the go held for four hours type thing. Yeah. You just crop dusted an entire airport. That actually, that fart too was when I was at my trainer's house. <laughs> And I forgot to pay for parking. <laughs> I walked out. He lives like in Koreatown. And I walk out of his apartment. <laughs> and it's one of those walks where I was like so like didn't even look this direction. Yeah. So I like walk out and then just let one go that I've been holding in there. <laughs> and then heard a noise behind me. And I basically cut off like a 6'8 black dude by about two feet. <laughs> And I didn't even see him. And I like walk out and let that go. And he he just I just I'm like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. And he was like, no, it's okay. <laughs> but you can tell it was like a guy like merging onto a freeway that didn't see somebody in his blind spot. <laughs> I'm just like an uh, accidental act of violence because there's pain in his eyes, I'm sure. It's like, why would you do this to me? This barefoot guy dripping in sweat. Oh, he was dressed so nice, too, and like on his way to work. (laughs) You gave him a story. He had like a briefcase. Oh, no. Well, you gave him a story. Um, that's so <sighs> funny. I don't think I've ever heard anyone fart in the wild, like in, in like New York City for all the years that I lived there. I don't think I ever heard anyone hmm. fart on the street. No? Well, it's pretty loud on the street in New York. That's I know, and I wore headphones a lot. I've seen a man shit on the side of a building, but I've never heard <laughs> like someone fart. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I mean, I've had some great public farts. From yourself or that you've heard? <laughs> From me. <laughs> <laughs> I good. my first laugh that I ever got was in seventh grade English. Um, there was like a fifteen minute silent reading time uh-huh. every couple days, and um, in the middle of it, I just farted <laughs> off a plastic seat and thirty kids. <laughs> and Mr. Foster, Mr. Foster at the front of the room, I think realized like the room exploded in laughter. Yeah, and he realized like I can't fight this. Yeah, <laughs> and so he said, "I'll give that a seven out of 10. Oh, that's Got fun. an even bigger laugh. Yeah. And then two days later, I've been fucking holding him in for two days. I just wanted another laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Silent reading started again. I got to build this <laughs> and up. Sure enough, old Thune came in through. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Give the and, people uh, what they want. And the, Mr. Foster, it kind of settled. This time, people were a little worried. And um, Mr. Foster said, it's only funny the first time. <laughs> Oh, he shut you down. Shut me down. Wow. But maybe gave you a great comedy lesson. Turns out the third time it's even funnier. (laughs) (laughs) And you get a detention. (laughs) That's so good. Where is he now? I wonder. No way of knowing at all whatsoever. (laughs) We could never look him up. Never. Impossible. (laughs) Machines like that don't exist. Um, Who do you think farted this, Jack? I can't top any of what we just talked about. Why don't we move Mm -hmm. on to the second fart? Yeah, let's move on. This one's Jack's. This is Jack Fart. This is a Jack Fart. Okay, great. <laughs> Actually, I can relate to that. I can relate to that fart. Because that, okay. 
I do have a story. I have a story that goes with this sound. Okay. So wait, can we hear it one more time? Yes, please. All right. <laughs> it's like a little squirt. Yeah. Um, there are definitely times when like you're at the like, I don't know, let's say you're at something really fancy, like you're at like the ballet. Yeah. Okay. And you know, you had Brussels sprouts with your dinner. Yeah. And it's just like, there's no stopping this, but it's that really <laughs> quiet period, like right before it's about like the second <laughs> yeah. act supposed to start. And so you're like, I can't just, I have to let out a test fart. <laughs> and then it comes out like that and you're like, oh no, like, <laughs> now I can't follow. Cause like, you know, you're like, I don't know if this is going to be I a quiet trust- one or not. Yeah. And then you let out one of those and it's just like a duck quack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's definitely, that was definitely not like a, I'm just going to let go for a second. That was like, I'm going to, I'm going to flex, flex every muscle. <laughs> yeah. That's like you're already sweating <laughs> yep. and there's like uh, absolutely no return. Yeah, that's what that reminded me of. Oh, that makes sense. That's I, the worst. Because then, then then it's worse because your body's like, ah, I know what the relief will feel like, but you can't go now because that was so loud. And then you play this <laughs> psychological game with yourself of like, will my intestines just dissolve if I keep holding this in? How does the body function? Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I went to a doctor once and was just like, I... Okay, I love farting. (laughs) (laughs) But a few people in my life think that it's a problem. (laughs) Okay. He was like, go on. It's like, it's been in my family. My dad was a farter. (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm not a burper. I don't know how to burp. So I I believe that all of it waits and then it just finds its way. Yeah, it just U-turns. And in my older age, it just kind of happened in the middle of the night, you know, which... (laughs) But it's really a diet thing, and it's and it's the, at what rate you eat your food, you know. Well, the problem is the oh, better the better the better you eat, the gassier you get. If you're eating like yeah vegetables, yeah, yeah, they'll fuck you up. Yeah. I dated a guy once that he fell asleep and uh, farted himself awake. <laughs> I was awake, like doing work on my computer, and we were just still in like a new phase of dating. So I was like, Oh boy, oh, no. Woke up and looked around, <laughs> and I had to pretend like I didn't just hear him fart himself awake. I was like, "Oh my god!" He's like, "What? Did I just fart?" I was like, "I didn't hear anything." <laughs> and then he was like, "Okay, I think I dreamed that I farted." I was like, "Weird, weird dream." Cool and then dream. I just fell back to sleep. And like two years later, I told him, "I was like, you farted so loud that you woke yourself up," and I had to pretend because I didn't know if you uh if you would be that embarrassed by it. And it's one of the funniest moments ever that I was like, I'm the greatest actress of all time. <laughs> You're on the opposite side of what what my... Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, okay, I think we have one more fart. I'd love to get my wife into whatever acting school you're in for that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just deep British repression. It's great. Okay. Three-toner. Whoa. Oh. Oh, okay. that was a surprise finish. That one, wow, that was a decathlon of farts. Can we hear that one again? Are we sure that wasn't four people? <laughs> I mean, it might have been. It might have been. That's one of the ones, too, that after you do it, you, you take a little taste test. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, what? No. <laughs> and you think like, God damn it, I gotta get I gotta get my life in order. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta get my things in order before I pass. Oh, for sure. This is like one of those parts that like when you've been on a date for the first time and then you finally get back to your place because you've just been sitting on oh, a yeah. symphony of farts the entire night. <laughs> you feel like you've just put a, a helium symphony balloon. symphony of farts. That would be a great book title. Well, there, uh, I'm working on it, so it's taken. There's um, <laughs> there's one fart on the Fart Soundboard Challenge that lasts for a minute and a half. It is the most insane thing I've ever experienced Whoa. in my life. Um, so That's a real feat. A little is activity like to a, recommend. Is that like a Pink Floyd the Wall type thing? <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it goes on forever. Just kind of get get alone in your house, eat <laughs> yeah. some weed. And like there are fucking turn on like the laser of Oz. show. Yeah, <laughs> and there are peaks and valleys of it. There are like way more interesting moments and like ones that you're like, let's get through this, get me to the chorus again, and it's really, really good. Highly recommend. <laughs> fart soundboard challenge. Look it up, guys. Uh, well, that's our that's our uh, fart tales. Woohoo! Thank you for playing. 
there's no real winners and there's no real losers in this game. So it's, I think we're all winners. It's a fun game to play with friends, with family. I think the losers are people that don't enjoy talking about farts. I agree. I think farts are the funniest thing ever. That's why every time we play, Mamrie and I cry, laugh, and Hannah doesn't like it. She thinks it's crude. And I don't well, get the, it. The best fart joke is just a fart. That's always been my motto. Wow, that's such sage wisdom. Mm -hmm. Thank you for that. With that, we've come to the end of our episode. Nick, thank you for being here. It's over. It's over. It's all over. But yeah. before it's over. Do I get to keep all the makeup you guys put on me? <laughs> yeah, and you get to keep the gift that we're going to give you for being a guest on our show. Diane's bringing it out right now. Oh. In honor of <laughs> Dave Made of Maze, it's a cardboard cutout of uh, Mr. Worldwide. It's Pitbull. I love it. I, I, I love it. I, I mean, Can we get a wide shot? My driver is going to uh, be confused. He's going to be like, what did you do in there? <laughs> Someone, do sorry it took me so long. I just had to make this. <laughs> <laughs> they made this. People at full screen made this cardboard cutout uh, because cardboard has been such a theme. And, you know, Mr. Worldwide, Dolly, everyone. I hope you him. don't already have a cardboard cutout of Pitbull. I don't. Okay, good. Phew. We were worried about we that. We were nervous. No, I got rid of it in the move. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> so it's nice to have <laughs> it back. Happy to restock for you. Uh, for those that don't know, where can people find you on the internet? Where can they, one more time, get yeah, uh, your Nick special Thune, and everything? I'm Nick Thune all across the board. Okay. Uh, there's a, do not mistake it for Nick underscore Thune, a piece of shit pastor in Cleveland. Whoa. I don't know if he's a piece of shit. He's probably a good guy. Well, make him <laughs> um, your nemesis. Everyone loves a good nemesis. Yeah, I've had a few Nick Thune nemesis. <laughs> I found out at one point this Nick Thune played college baseball, and so I made a video of me playing baseball and titled it Nick Thune of Baseball. And <laughs> Why? Just to make them just so, yeah, just so he, just just so steal he, all of his focus? He knew the real Nick Thune. <laughs> um, yeah, Nick Thune everywhere. Um you know, my live tour dates and stuff. I'm going to be in some cities. and uh, You're great at plugging and promoting yourself. <laughs> and uh, also, please go to Arby's.com. That's a big it's site a, for me. It's a big uh, part of your branding and your career. Yeah, and Dave Made a Maze is on demand. Sweet. Uh, and it, it's still, like, trickling through theaters here and there. So look for that. And, and when will the uh, movie with Noelle Wells be out? I think that's, like, late October. Okay. Mr. Great. Roosevelt, look out for that. Cool. Yeah. Go check that out. Nick is very, very funny and um, also is one of those people that loves farts. So we enjoy that. We'll see you guys <laughs> next time on another episode of Not Too Deep. Goodbye. Too deep. Too deep. Too deep. Not too deep. It was Grace Helbig. Not Too Deep is a production of Grace Helbig Incorporated, produced and directed by Jack Ferry with production support from Full Screen Studios and Michael Rucker. Associate producer Melissa D. Mons with production assistance by Diane Kang. Editing by Melissa D. Mons. And an extra special thank you to Flula for the theme music. 